What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Cousin Cecil Show. I am your host, Mike Fowler, a.k.a. Cousin Cecil. How are you? How was your week? Was it good? Did you have a... Was it a... Wonder, did you guys have any... Did anybody have any short weeks? I don't know how much Martha Luther King's uh, day opens up besides schools having no uh, no school. I didn't know if anybody had off had a three-day weekend or something. But uh, not my, I obviously, I cook, so no, that didn't happen for me. But, uh, but yeah, it's been a pretty good week. I've been, uh, honestly, you know what? Do a little switch up because of, uh, well, thanks to Microsoft, at least we have a little conversation to talk about that's not about <laughs> NFTs or any other dumb little things that are happening that has been very quiet in the gaming realm. Uh, I, uh, more, uh, been thinking of like, not, I don't want to use the word crossroads because I don't think it's like that, but I'm, uh, I'm in a spot that, uh, I want to try to do something different, but the problem is I, uh, I get nervous on a being a risk taker and not in, uh, how'd I word it? I don't care if I fail, but I would care more that I took, uh, like a, like a family with me. You know what I'm saying? Like if it was just me. I'd take a risk and try something on my own. But obviously this is where like, I bet money. There's a lot of people, not just men, but a lot of people, have these thoughts of like, you know, you have, a, you want to try to do something different with your life midway through, not trying to say it's like a crisis, but the idea of like, man, I would love to do something different and maybe get my life to feel more happy in the financial gains of like, you know what? It might not be, what's the word? original or like not original like like a, a very safe thing uh it goes here's a spoiler for uh this week's tv um uh, there was this moment when this lady is talking about her her dad in this in the show that's going to be the hot pick of the week uh, well which is going to be called it's called midnight asia i'll describe the show at the end but uh no it's they had a small little story about this uh 87 year old dj and she had a story about like her father, like during the war, used to be a jazz like bassist or guitarist, and they had to like keep it under wraps because of during the war times, like they didn't want to look like they were playing music of the enemy, which they were obviously jazz, blah blah blah. But the part that I'm trying to get to is, uh, her dad in the story kind of basically did that parent thing you've heard like. They sacrificed a passion for them, like music. And she said that her dad told her to kind of do not go into a music career because he didn't want them to get hurt or, or quote unquote, like not be financially good in that, in that realm. So that idea of like, in my head, and this is more behind the veil of my thoughts, like uh, this whatnot app with the auctioning has not came through yet. 
I'm still in that weird window of the apps in there, but obviously just got to be approved. Hey, I knew where I put it in. Uh, having a higher follow, follower count, having actual background in selling is supposed to help. I just like the idea of having something new. So, like, I've been, like, thinking in my head, I'm like, well, I got to then uh, do something. I'm going to probably put, make a, use my, make an eBay page of some of these comics. And that is, like, what I'm trying to figure out is probably going to be pennies. And when I say pennies, the idea of like, oh yeah, something might pop off, 20 bucks here, 20 bucks there, and that's going to be the small, small potatoes. But no, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I've been also looking this into it, so I kind of want to say it to you guys, and not because of like, I'm not scared of, there's going to be no one fucking poaching my ideas, but I kind of want to do, like, uh, just sell random things that interest me in like so here's my my point i'm trying to say i've been looking into skateboard decks i've been also in my head uh been trying to chat with uh the opportunities i was been luckily to have uh people on the show of course of like with comic books and i have not got to that part of what i'm going to say but like i've been also looking into you know how much money or, you know, getting your own variant comic cover. And, like, where does that lead? And, like, what's the... Not about profit, but, like, the idea of, like, do I... for Let's do, let's do the comic book one. Because the other one is easier. Because I've actually... That's a lot more easier to understand. But with the comic book that say... I call it, like, hey, Scout Comics. I like to have a cover on x comic do i give them the money and they sell it and we kind of split the split the difference do we do i get a box of of comics with my cover and am i doing the work and you know what i mean i have not got down that road yet i've heard there's ways i can access to get some information but just that was a thought that happened like my brain goes into those weird tangents. That I can go like this. And then within within a few hours or even the next day, I'm on to the next thing. Uh, but this, but the other one with the skateboard decks is, uh, I was like, all right, what if I ask one of these very nice people who have been on the show, uh, hey, you want to, could you do a, uh, not private, it's a, 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 a original design art for a skateboard deck. Here's the measurements I need. And like, how much does that cost? And then I've seen, I've known some places, I've been looking it up. And long story short, you can get like a hundred skateboard decks for a pretty fair price. And with the idea, when I say fair, it's a, it's a little chunk but if people are interested, obviously I can make enough to then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it again. And without, you know what I mean? And then I still made a good little net of money to put away. But also like, it's like, how would I word it? It goes into that business thing. I need to know the speed. I, that's where it people buy a lot of people, not just me. A lot of people have dreams. They're like, all right, how long? 
can I hold on to this inventory before it becomes a a burden or slash like you're not you're like you are you have enough product that you can pay your bills but nothing's buying it so that it's not helping pay the bills. <laughs> That's the part I'm trying to get to. But uh but yeah, I was just more I think uh the kid in me would be really proud if I could do that. Maybe have like a have that going. Maybe maybe it's not in a, a full blown train rolling, but it can get to station to station, maybe a little pause at one one spot and keep it going and then we could like like the idea of just I don't know, having like a I don't want to say financial freedom, but the idea of like being happy to wake up and knowing, you know what, I'm going to make my own money by doing something I love in the sense of like making a product that I can be proud of slash just be a nerd. Or like the idea of like just being that, that culture of having like the punk that, you know, growing up being a skateboarder, uh, being able to not feel like you're under someone's thumb, you are working for yourself and you're making products and people are interested and like you can give back. Well, not give back like that, but the idea of like you're making something for the culture of what you support. And I think it'd be really cool. And I'm just, uh, I'm really in that window of also of, of how I grew up, even like, okay, well, I think I've, maybe I've said it, like my family owned a diner and I got to witness the negatives a lot more than the positives. The idea of like you being in your own business and the idea of I've seen and I've seen the negatives outweigh the positives. Even though now I'm searching for the things that are probably the positives, like the idea of like, you're not working for somebody, you're doing this, boom, boom, boom. But the idea of that, and then also like your, my, my parents, parents, uh, especially my dad was like, um, definitely like that Asian DJ's dad of like the idea of like, you know, try to push the idea, but he never was like the, you know what I mean? He gave me room but also like he's like man don't be like me and then uh look i'm you know turning my my career slowly turning into what he did and that's been red flags in my head that's where it also gets into like man i want to figure out something like the idea of like and i know that like where we live like where i live like it don't have to be that much to feel like it's actually working, you know, for financial wise, but the idea of just having a draw and like people actually come to me looking for products would be really cool. And the idea of like, cause in my head, I'm like, you know what? If I did skateboards, it'd be like the, like Supreme line. I get a product maybe. And I'm very transparent with my, with anybody who'd work with me. Like, hey, I'm going to make it for this. I want you to know that I'm going to make it like this. I'm going to ask for this much. And we're only going to do 100 of them. Blah, blah, blah. 
if I want to redo another hundred of that same picture, I'll throw you some more, I'll throw you another little stack of cheese for it. You know what I'm saying? So in my head, like just in my head, I have it just obviously I need to do the old infamous, uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse thing. That's it. Miles. All it takes is a leap of faith. And you know, it's scary, but that's, that's on the here nor there of the idea of like, uh, those are some of the thoughts in my head. This might sound, it might sound like a, Oh, he's depressed. No, it's the idea of like, I'm just thinking. Oof. Uh, but yeah, that's been me. Uh, for gaming, I've been playing. Uh, I got a little farther into Mass Effect. Not enough to still say it's good or bad, but it's just interesting. I'm I did the for people who played it. I play I did the the X fifty seven asteroid mission, which led into like I even got a gold trophy for finishing the whole asteroid. Of the whole mission like this. This asteroid is going to hit this earth. Or not earth. This planet. And it might kill a million people. And uh, you have to stop the the bad aliens that were doing it. Get some character choices. And then uh, stuff. The only part I do not like. But again. I think they. I don't know yet. I haven't played the other ones. But I hope they uh, improve the the UI. So if I make a checkpoint, maybe they have it presented in the actual game and not just the little compass on the bottom right map. Of like, all right, yep, you're going the right direction. Here's a little V of your vision you can see. And you obviously see that the little white flag's in this crosshair so you can keep going forward. Even though there might be a mountain in front of you, there might be this in front of you. But you know you can go forward. But um, I wonder if also I just lucked out in how I'm going to say it. But like your first mission after the Citadel and you become a Spectre, which is the the intergalactic police person with Shepard. I think it's interesting. I picked the map that involved a the nor uh, the car. So I'm like, oh, so you just drive around these planets, stop, and maybe go into a building? Okay, I don't know why people like this. And then I beat that, and then the second planet I picked was another <laughs> uh, planet that I have to land, and I'm using the rover. And I killed this weird sandworm. And when I want to say sandworm, it's more like a sand, uh, like the like the top side of a scorpion, like but it was spitting acid at me. And it was luring uh, rangers with a fake, well, with a distress beacon. It was like its bait to get them into the pit. But I thought it was kind of interesting. I'm like, okay, I've done two for two different planets that I still am using a car to get out and then stop, get out just to scan something, get back in the car. I'm still trying to figure out why people like this uh, game. I'm looking for the map. I'm trying to find the next mission so I can play more like the original first two missions, which is either, all right, cadet, we're going to drop you off and you're going to walk looking for that, uh, the artifact that's the story artifact. And then you're walk there or the Citadel mission where you're walking through the whole nice Citadel talking to people that seemed fun, but yeah, 
after that I've been I got two back to back rover missions. I'm like, oof. Hopefully this ain't just it. I'm still working on that. So, but it it is not bad. My brain is tuned off. Uh, leveling up with because they do the legendary edition. I just been doing auto uh, auto leveling perks. I still not understand. I don't see. I don't understand what is being leveled up or what is benefiting yet. But just yeah, just uh, that. I've also I think has a I think Mass Effect One. Don't know about two or three. Like Mass Effect One has a little bit of a like too much cluster of clutter of like I've been picking up weapons, but I do not like. There's no. There's not been a moment that has made me go. All right, I need to stop walking to add to change my gun the only time i think about it is like when i'm like i'm i got back on the normandy i'm like let me look at these guns and i can only change um my shepherd at that moment in time i'm like shoot i gotta remember to do it when i have my squad with me but uh but yeah i've also played a little Fortnite. uh they brought back tilted towers for the Four-year anniversary of Tilted Tower is the first time in almost... It was like three three years and some change, but they finally brought it out for the anniversary. That's kind of cool. And then for news-wise, for a comic one, apparently in April, they are uh, Joshua Williamson said that DC, we, we will going to kill the Justice League. For like a 30th anniversary homage to the death of Superman that happened 30 years ago. And uh, right now, that's all I know. I don't like uh, Joshua Williamson is going to be the lead uh, situation. He's actually going to take the keys from Michael Brian Bendis on issue 75. And uh, we'll... uh, be doing like this i don't want to call it double size but like it's gonna be a yeah it's gonna be a double size issue 75 to uh kill off the justice league which is kind of interesting only because like the cover shows wonder woman who's been technically who kind of was dead and she's not in like you know what i mean so it's like okay she's gonna, she's gonna die again like oof uh a lot of the justice league that has been running justice league right now has been new characters, so they're just bringing the people who have been kind of like the advisor overseers. The original seven is going to be actually no Black Adam's going to be on that cover too. So, but I'm looking forward to what happens after. I want to know how long they're going to actually have the original seven, quote unquote, killed. How long they're going to let the new people who would take their mantles have some breathing room before they like go psych we're back so i'm interested to see that but uh but yeah i mean the rest will be hot picks but no i also i've been fortunate enough to also read well catching up on uh this wednesday is going to be issue 55 of saga is going to start again which is the image comic from Brian K. Vaughn, the author of Why the Last Man. Uh, basically, I have the compendium of the rest of the original run. 
and I'm at like issue 30, we'll say 36. It is very interesting and it, I understand why people put it up there like next to why the land, I think, uh, I think Saga without this is how I can like, I, I think I like Saga a little bit more than why the last man, but I think that's only, well, that's, it's really hard to pick. I think they're really well done. Really well done. I think it's what's interesting for Saga for me is that story is not done. Duh. Cause obviously, like I just said, the, the, it starts off again, but the idea that there was just a, a three year hiatus and now they're going to finish like f- continue it. But the idea of like the story is very interesting. And I think compared to why the last man, which obviously we saw with the, the show and uh, the times is definitely, it is a story that can be told. It could stay on the test of time, but it also is time locked in a situation that involves um, where women were in the in the household workplace, yada yada yada, in the early two thousands, which obviously goes out of place, and also how uh, medicine has went into you know just how um, people can do uh, be like transsexuals can you know fight shit. You know what I'm saying? The idea of, hey, you can truly uh, become a woman. So obviously that changes the factors and all that shit of how the why the last man's formula or virus worked. Saga is a for also. I'm sorry, I should have said this at the beginning. Saga is a uh, kind of a space opera. So the idea of like it's a Star Wars, but with uh. The focus, without spoiling it, is being a parent. What we're used to in this day and age of like, that's why I think this could stand the test of time of the story. It might be aliens talking about it, but it obviously is talking about very notable things that have been going through life. Parenting. Um, military war stuff. All this, these little things that anybody can talk about now. So, But Saga is definitely... Way more, uh, I wonder if, uh, I wonder if Brian got some stuff seeing when he did Why the Last Man, and then he's like, you know what, maybe go to Aliens so that there's no, like, conversations about, like, like, there won't be no time lock, like how Why the Last Man about society. It is, uh, I don't know how he writes, in the sense of, I don't understand how someone could write so well and then be able to talk with a artist who's obviously the co-creator with it too in the sense because that's how some of these independent ones work but the idea of i that boggles my mind being able to know that there are people that can go on the same wavelength and describe a story and illustrate it and write it in a way that it feels it feels light on its feet and whimsical for a lot. And there's um, also, there's a way more tits and dicks and a lot of shit in this one compared to like his other stuff, but he, it works. Uh, 
I get kicked. I'm kicking myself in the foot in the ass because uh, without knowing him before, I have his other uh, image comic series that was only like six issues, and they just said fuck it. Called We Stand Guard. It was like some weird military story about Canada, and you know there might be a chance that, that who knows that that might. But also, if Brian K. Vaughn's Why Last Man didn't make it, I don't think they're gonna be looking at his stories now. So I could be wrong, but I couldn't. You know, that's interesting. But Saga has been very interesting. I've been feeling like an old person. I've been reading it right before bed because also when I read for some reason in my when I'm like. I sitting there reading in my head, and on the, I start closing my. I'm like, all right, time to go to bed. Ah, uh, but yeah. So, 25 minutes in, let's actually get into the gaming news. Uh, yeah, what happened this week? Oh yeah, uh, Microsoft has put a. I don't want to say bid, but they they're they're in the process of acquiring. A very small uh, studio, well, third-party, uh, you know, publisher, a little one just called um, Activision. They uh, they bought Activision, and obviously got to wait for the eyes to cr- uh, eyes the dot, cross the T's. That will happen in June twenty twenty. Three. I don't think it's actually next year. I could be wrong. I think it takes. That's how long. The. Maybe I am wrong. Maybe it is twenty twenty two because I can't remember how the quarters work. But uh. But yeah, they bought them for sixty eight billion with a B billion dollars. And of course. When that opened up, everybody had a conversation like, just like Bethesda. I've literally felt like I was re, like people were like, all right, let's go back to the uh, September 20, September 21st when they acquired Bethesda. Let's copy and paste all these, except we're going to switch Bethesda into Activision or Zenimax. We got to type sure, make sure it's just as Activision. We're going to say, what is, what does this mean? For Activision games. What does this mean for Zenimet games? Uh, it's still time will tell. As time recording. Besides the idea that. Uh, there's been this weird. I again. I'm also maybe. I may be saying it. Uh, like I'm trying to like blow it off. Or maybe it was a straight off answer. But I don't think it is. Uh, after the purchase acquiry phil spencer said they've already talked through playstation like sony people about their about activision games blah 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 long story short because there was a good two days before this answer came out they're like uh phil goes um call of duty was is going to stay on playstation for your question about what's going to happen with the activision acquiring their studios so back uh, let me backtrack again so under the the umbrella of activision uh microsoft now owns treyarch infinity war 
Sledgehammer. And we'll keep it like that. So they own, that's the Call of Duty trifecta they own now. They own Call of Duty. That's the crazy part. They also own all the, all the, which have became Call of Duty, uh, engine running, uh, studios, but Toys for Bob, Ravensoft, uh, that one that does Tony Hawk. I want to say it's Psionics. And uh, they also own Blizzard. Excuse me. I didn't even say it. it's Activision and Blizzard. So they have then for uh, IPs, they own Diablo. They own World of Warcraft or Warcraft, if you want to call it Starcraft. They own Hearthstone. They also own King because Activision owned King. So they have the Candy Crush on the mobile scene plus Hearthstone. So those are the top two probably mobile games out there, in my opinion. And... uh. They technically own Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater as well, Guitar Heroes, DJ Hero. Uh, it's it's a big pull. Is it $68 billion worth? Yeah, if it's run right, because this buying it apparently means they also made the stocks go up to, you know, uh, for basically Activision people, so Bobby Kotick will approve because obviously he it made it so like sixty sixty eight billion dollars made every share go up to ninety five dollars. I'm not a, I done I didn't go to financial college, so I, I mean I'm just saying what they said. So it obviously it's good, and the idea that there's two ways to look at it for let's go positive before negative. Positive is. Uh, when this finalizes, it's been kind of almost confirmed by even Activision or whatever, like my ex, Bobby Kotick and his uh, very toxic, terrible running. Granted, I'm going to say with a grain of salt, he is running. He did make a studio that was worth $68 billion. So we're just saying that, that I'm not saying he did it right. I'm not saying that, but the idea that some people are like, he is a trash person. I'll say that he is a trash person. He wanted to uh, buy some games journalist websites to help uh, boost up the positivity of Activision during these hard times. There was been that came out too, but the idea I'm just saying. So the positive is there will most likely be a cleanup house of Microsoft going in and cleaning up the toxicity of Activision Blizzard. That's good. That means, uh, sorry for the adjustment of my chair, but that means uh, we're going to have a lot more safer, a lot more, uh, hopefully a lot means they're going to, I mean, not saying hopefully, but you know what I mean? Hopefully it means they have a, you know, a, a ecosystem that pe- want people to come work for Activision again, because there's been a apparently some really down times right now that nobody wants to touch that fucking place. So, hopefully, obviously, uh, not hopefully, we're gonna have a new style of actually running a game studio in there that Microsoft does. It'll be positive. 
I'm also going to say maybe because also I've heard there's also the other side note of this of I know how Microsoft treats uh not treats but how flimsy their relationships are with the studios that are there just signing on to help their core studio. If you look up like how uh how really rough it was for what's that word? Not ports, but it's just like like uh hey, we're a we're a studio that helps. We're gonna help 343 make Halo Infinite. Okay, turns out they treated the people who helped 343 very loose and like, yeah, whatever, you know, do this and do like just kept it very flimsy. So I'm not saying that part, but the idea that, you know, well, it's clearly they're probably better than Activision. But I digress. We're going to stick to the positive. The positive also is uh, we might, well, not we, as me as a PlayStation gamer, but Guitar Hero, uh, some of the studios that have became a cog in the Call of Duty engine might now be able to come back into the fold and go, hey, we want you to actually do something that you guys were working on. Like, to- I'll use Toys for Bob only because everyone has, and also I am a, I was a fan of Skylanders and their work on Spyro's remaster and Crash's one through four remastered slash four. Uh, but hey, Toys for Bob, you don't have to work on Call of Duty no more. We want you to work on. And everybody said it. Banjo-Kazooie. Yay. Or the the idea of, uh, you know, some people have said, oh, now they have uh, creative freedoms. I mean, is it free? I guess they had freedom, kind of. Like, I don't don't see how a a franchise thing. Granted, I think Skylanders might have because obviously I think that was Toys for Bob's baby in the sense of we're going to use characters of Activision or make our own. So I can see where it could work like that. So I'm just trying to, because I don't like when people, oh, it's creative freedom. Making a franchise thing is that really that creative freedom? You have to still stick to the same blueprint you've been building on for X amount of games. But uh, that and then for Xbox users, you have, I think Microsoft has kind of figured out their issues of getting new content out and pumping Game Pass. So does that mean, <laughs> well, well, they can go into a negative too. But uh, so, you know, hey, just like Xbox and Bethesda, I have already, it's, I've come to terms, I'm getting my brain around of we might be losing IPs as a PlayStation gamer. So I guess we're getting to the negatives now. Negatives is if you're a PlayStation fan, because I don't care what you say. They said Call of Duty is going to stay on uh, third party. I will say I agree that Call of Duty will stay on the PlayStation 5's era of consoles. What does the future hold if we get another generation of systems? That's the real question. 
Also, I do not understand. I'm saying this because I think it's negative. I also don't understand or like this whole uh, collect everything and kind of put us into a put us in a wall of like you need to sign up to the subscription plan or else. Like uh, it's almost like Amazon did. Well, I think people are saying it is like how Amazon did on in their markets. So Game Pass is turning into the Amazon markets of gaming. So like everyone t- this week was like, well, this is definitely makes mean the nail in the coffin. The Game Pass should be coming to might be coming to PlayStation as well. Cause like, you know, that's the only way we'll be able to get these games, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's, it's a tough pill because also like my, my part of it, cause I've never, I don't think about like this during or like this game. If game pass came to PlayStation, even let's say they even did a switch rule. Cause I it's a very smart thing. I heard this week. What if they did Game Pass in a more of a more uh, very bare bones where it's anything that's Xbox first party is on Game Pass for PlayStation. So Bethesda comes back. We get to play Halo on our PlayStation. But my question was in my head, I'm like, do we get our trophies or are we stuck in like this weird Xbox achievement eco pool system thing? My heart will say it's going to be trophies, you idiot. So why are you worried? In my head, I'm like, you know what? Why are we having this weird PC feel of like a uh, a third window browser? Because that's how Game Pass does look like over on the Xbox. Not in that over there. It looks like a second window of like the same, like PlayStation Now for us. So that I also don't think it's good for one one mecha thing owning everything i don't care i don't i also don't like seeing the person do they just throw money they can throw money they don't do it in a weird i can't believe that destin Legary made a video trying to say sony's been gobbling up uh studios left and right for years now when you see the how do I word it? You see the receipts that Sony does. Hey, we're going to work with you. Does it work? Yeah. Hey, we're going to do a step two of this plan. Three, you still get a uh, plan, like uh, even with Insomniac and so with almost with all of them before they came over. Like Insomniac went over to Xbox and tried to do something. Hey, it didn't work out at the end of the day. Uh, so... They came back and they 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 finished the deal and they're now exclusives. But that feels maybe it's maybe it's also me thinking of it in the old way of looking at it. So I'm not saying I'm not trying to say I'm not open to a new thought, but the the Xbox way of just buying studios when they're like just gimme. It just seems it just seems like it could be painstakingly bad for for honestly i don't even know who it's bad for so maybe i'll take that part back the part i don't like is also like people are i I guess i don't like the gamers 
backing up this weird subscription plan in these weird times or like the idea that they said it loses Microsoft net 10 cent. None of these podcasters have talked about 10 cent for over a year, even though 10 cent has and they, one of them even said embracer group. I'm like, embrace 10 cent embracer. These then are like people that are just collecting shares, but letting them, uh, putting out on third party for everybody. So they're obviously trying to get the most, the biggest net. This thing is makes it into exclusives. And I think that's why I don't like Microsoft's game pass because it goes into the opposite. Now, if game pass became a, this is where I also was thinking like, what if game pass gets so big, they, what do they lose their system? What do they quit doing Xbox? Because the software side of it, is way more, probably more easier for them in the sense of there's been a bunch of talk how they said Xbox has never made a profit off of hardware. Okay. How many times will they keep letting this loss happen? Quote unquote. Or they could just do a, be a third party window of um, a third party. I think it would also cut some of the prices down too for this down the road. What I'm going to say game pass prices are going to go up. They're going to keep on trying to do all these indie games, which obviously more power. They need to pay them to Activision blizzard are very huge that not, there's no way it's going to stay at $15. Where's the cap? I literally heard people this week go, 25 bucks sounds beautiful. Sounds great. I don't want to, like, you know, and people go like this. I'm subscribed to TV. Then that's on you. That's on, if you have, if you can have that kind of cheese and spend for all these different TV channels and then just blow it in the wind and not think about it, that's on you. And also, I think it's very, again, like I said last week. I think it's very funny. Everybody who's been pumping, wanting Game Pass has all three consoles. I don't understand where you want the Xbox to have the the biggest part of this thing when you have all three anyway. Don't you want it just to, it should just be like how it is. Is it that like, you know, if you can have, if you have time to keep paying for Paramount Plus, you can have time to stop paying for paramount plus and then just buy the game that you're looking for instead of hoping it comes onto a subscription service but i that's <laughs> but the idea of i think somewhere down the road uh well one's going to happen the game price price is going to go up but i am going to th- i i like to just more keep it on record because i think it's f- interesting i think i could see Game Pass be the also the the nail that actually uh, eliminates the actual hardware of Microsoft Xbox. I think that's a way to look at it too. But right now, as a recording, we're on the you know January twenty third of twenty twenty two. It's in the air. They still have to wait for the finalization. Make sure it's not some weird monopoly thing. I highly doubt it just because I have a feeling 
if even if it was somehow the U.S. government and the <laughs> Microsoft themselves, I don't think they'd turn a blind eye or some shit. You know what I mean? So I'm just sticking to that. Uh, but so right now, Microsoft owns Activision in our heads, and people are already contemplating that. And like, I think it's also kind of funny. <laughs> This uh, this accusation made people start dropping receipts for every other studio, thinking. And I again, I do not understand the the tribalism of Xbox for uh, how would I word it? Like with a okay, with like the tribalism of PlayStation. I personally think PlayStation has backend that feeling. We'll say tenfold by now. Let's say that tribalism happened because, like, you know, two for me, I'll, I'll use me as my opinion. Two or PS2 and PS3 eras were the last time I had an Xbox and Xbox 360 esque idea. But then seeing how Xbox Act was back then, maybe turned, got a little cold to them, and I went to PlayStation and they've been backing up my feelings towards them each each generation uh xbox is very uh we have a dream and uh we ha- it just never goes through the way that they imagine in my opinion but for some reason this subscription thing and then people seeing them dr- open up their wallet has been getting them to get like they they need to get they need a new towel to go stand by them when they watch Xbox for some reason. I don't understand where people like to say, look how much money they spent on a studio and they never got a game yet out of it. They spent that, you know, we've been, we're also, it's just weird, very weird for the Xbox. I do not understand where people are so entwined to, I need a, I I like the subscription service. I would never play XYZ game. Well, that's on you. Because like on PlayStation and also how we do on this on the show, I try to highlight those indie showcases so that people understand those games are out coming out too. So, you know, it's a double-edged sword of me doing my due diligence where people might just need that subscription service of like, look at this new game to play. I don't know. I also... I'm also been also uh, realizing that there's a lot of people who are, I think are in the gaming spectrum also uh, are not like they're, they don't read on anything. I, you know what I mean? Or like they know, like they don't know pop internet culture. I don't think it's pop culture. I think internet culture, maybe I'm, I like having my finger on the pulse of, the brand new internet culture. So maybe that's on me. Maybe I'm a little advanced on that side. That's another story. But, uh, but yeah, uh, it was, uh, it's very interesting in my head because another thing to also leave on. Apparently there was a, uh, someone put out there, if Activision goes exclusive to Xbox, they will lose a will. And I'm also, I'm rounding this up. I don't think it even hit what I'm going to say. 
they will lose $200 million in revenue yearly if they remove from PlayStation. Will PlayStation survive without the $200 million of like, you know, the percentage cuts they do. So obviously I don't think they get full 200 million, but they obviously get those percentage, 30%, whatever. Could PlayStation make it without it? In my opinion, after someone put that on the paperwork, I think, yes, we could serve like PlayStation could survive. Would it, uh, it'd be a very interesting world landscape that's the word it'd be a really interesting landscape if playstation can pull off a generation without activision it'd be very interesting to see them if we get another generation i don't even know if we will because i well i i lied we probably will uh someone put out the dirty laundry for PlayStation. like they made like like Billion, like they made billions of dollars too this year, but like I think I want to say eight. I could be wrong on that, but eight billion. There was like their revenue was in just PlayStation. So the idea of like it just be very like will it make would set a fire under PlayStation's butt to like make content again of like will we get a kill zone to replace that uh, Call of Duty? Will they actually, you know, buckle down and start, you know, we need to worry about those indies again, how we used to back when we were uh, the second place of the conversation. Since they've been first place of the conversation, which they, every, every, it's like a circle. They're in first, so they don't talk as much as how Xbox, when they were at 360 era, they weren't talking much. And then PlayStation came up from behind and was doing all the other stuff. But uh, I I really think if Call of Duty, because like also the other, we'll call it a timeline. The other way of looking at it is there's remo- stories like, oh yeah, Call of Duty will be gone, except Warzone will stay on PlayStation. Everything that's been like an ongoing active franchise would be still going on. So... Could that be the possible thing? I don't know. I know right now, like I said at the beginning, Phil and PlayStation, PlayStation even put out the thing out. We we expect Microsoft to continue the contracts that we have already done with Activision. So in my head, it sounds like, I don't know how long those contracts are. Does Did PlayStation already set up like, yeah, we want uh, ex- the, the map packs exclusives like the, we were doing or... Played here first of Call of Duty that they've been doing since uh, the PS4 era when they got it back. Maybe I don't know if they're uh, I don't know if it's an annual thing. I don't know if like I don't know, but uh, very interesting times. Uh, I like nothing like feels like feeling that the carpet is being pulled from under me. How I game to have to go switch to a different system if the the feeling gets too much, in my opinion. I know that was a big old clusterfuck I just said, but hey, you 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 know where you're at. You know what show you're listening to. But uh, yeah, that's about it for this week. Uh, this week's uh, hot picks. Uh, 
for music. I got to double check the name of it. It's Brown Eyes and Backwoods by Tom the Mailman. And then uh, for TV, we kind of touched base a little bit. I'd like you all to go watch on Netflix this show called uh, Midnight Asia. It's a six little episode documentary about just it's basically about uh, different Asian cities after dark of like all the little alternative things that they do. And it was very fun to watch the first two episodes. I'm going to go back up and watch episode three is about India, about uh, Muambe or Mumbai. Yeah, Mumbai, India. And I like to see what that is. And for uh, comics, uh, we'll get down to Boom Studios. Do I see any number ones? No. Dark Horse, do I see any number ones? No. Action, or the DC Comics. Uh, I guess it's more for a memorable thing. Detective Comics 1050 is coming, is out. And then, uh, where is it? That Peacemaker that we talked about, Disturb the Peace, number one, out this week. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, issue seven of Wonder Girl, the final of that little series, and they're going to do the trials of Amazon to finish that one. So just so you know. I'm sad about that. Uh, we'll go down to IDW. Mm, uh, Usagi Ojimbo, Lone Goat, and the Kid, number one. So uh, just a little weird off shot of that image. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about that. Uh, just double checking everything. Like I said, Saga 55 comes out this uh this week and it's only 299 i think i know why he does some really short pay, short books in for saga like they're like whimsical like i said very short some pay, some books uh marvel Marauders, annual number one, so an annual story about Marauders, an X-Men thing. Mary Jane and Black Cat Beyond, number one. Uh, the the ex-deaths of Wolverine, because apparently they're doing this flip-flop story. Last week was the ex-lives of Wolverine. This one's the ex-deaths. They're trying to probably hold on to that little Hickman feeling of like what, reading two different books of the same story flip-flop and then we'll go down to scout nothing uh anything from vault nothing from vault and i guess for zenniscope all guts no glory number one but yeah uh like like i say also more of the touch base there will be a bonus episode on Wednesday, and it's more me uh, 
shaking the dust off of doing a bonus episode so hopefully you enjoy it and i also feel more bad for <laughs> for the fella because his kickstarter is already up by the time you hear it but again please go to the links of that bonus episode and you'll be able to even still you can still read the comic that he is doing because he did this weird kickstarter of like you want a, a foil copy of it that was the kickstarter you want to read it for free it's on his website it's a pretty it's a pretty cool anthology. But uh but yeah. Uh until next time, be good to each other. I'll see you next week. And peace. <laughs>